6.8% of the United States is deemed metabolically fit. That is atrocious. <laughs> that means like 94%, 93% of Americans right now are walking around and not metabolically healthy. Now, when you go back to the pandemic, and by the way, what do I mean by metabolic health? I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about heart disease. I'm talking about weight loss, anything cardiovascular related, type two diabetes, which is you know surging. So these are the big these are the big guns that I'm talking about. And when you look at the pandemic, I know there was a study done not too long ago, and what did they find? That 70% of people that really got damaged by by the, the by the pandemic by the virus were people that were metabolically unfit. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. And today you are in for a real treat. Look, I know that the majority of our audience here is super into natural health and wellness. This guest is going to super align with you. But listen, maybe you're not on the a part of that tribe of natural health and wellness, and you're here for all of the fantastic business advice that are guests so often drop on you and you're like, oh, well, wait, what's happening? Well, today you're going to get a fantastic mix of the two things. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to leave you hyper energized and ready to absolutely take on the world. In fact, hey, after this, after this episode, you may just make a right hand turn, turn the corner. You know why you turn the corner so that when you look back, you can't see where you came from. You might be ready to turn the corner and burn the bridges because today's guest is none other than Joel Evans. Let's bring in Joel. He's super hype. Joel, welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. Let's go. Awesome. Sean, thanks for having me here, brother. Excited to be here. I got us. You know, we, we start every single podcast with the same question, but oh my gosh, I'm super pumped because I already know part of the answer to this. Um, but how do you end up here? Let me tell you why we say this because a lot of times, and this will be super important for you. A lot of times people watch a podcast or they see something on social media and they're like, well, of course. Well, that was because Joel um, has probably gr grown up in a family where his dad competed in natural bodybuilding. And so, yeah, look at the guy. Of course, he looks great because that's how he was brought up. And then, of course, he knows all the right people. And so he's plugged into the entrepreneurial world. And what we find out is that's rarely the truth that the most successful people have all of these twists and turns that go on in their lives. And we find it incredibly inspirational for people to know where you've come from and how we end up talking to you today. Oh, man, isn't that so true? It's just, he had it so easy, man. But uh, it's funny. I was just um, interviewing someone else and we were just talking about this exact idea. Like I got broken. Like I literally like they broke me to the, the point of no return. And yeah, I, I always think, you know, success happens with a little bit of luck and then also just stepping that one foot forward over and over again. And then next thing you know, you, you have what people call success. But uh, and, and that you and I uh, connected briefly just at an amazing event with Dave Meltzer. And if anybody knows him, like he's one of like the 
top business strategist uh, in the world and has an amazing podcast. And you would say, oh, well, yeah, again, Joel, it must be easy because you, know, you and Sean were connected with Dave Meltzer. But let's go back in time. How did I even get to knowing Dave Meltzer? How did I even get invited to come on that show and be part of that event? Well, a couple of things. One is, you know, my background is not your typical background or entrepreneurial background. You want to talk about an upbringing of, oh, you had it so easy. Well, I grew up in a middle-class family. My father was a police officer and my mother worked for the government. And so I always tell people like, it always starts with your beliefs. And for me being an entrepreneur, that was not a normal belief. That wasn't something that was instilled in me. What was instilled in me in an early childhood was go out, get a good job, work the nine to five, get a pension, get a 401k when you're 30, get married, have kids, have a white picket fence and live the good life. That's what I thought. And that's what I did more or less. That's what I did. I, I didn't even want to be like my dad or follow in his footsteps, but guess what? I ended up becoming a police officer at 25 years old. I worked in the city of Oakland, California. If anybody knows that city, it is top five dead or alive. One of the most dangerous cities in the nation. Uh, they always rank high in homicides and most violent crime. And that's where I started my career. And then I eventually ended up with the San Francisco Police Department, had almost a total of 15 years in law enforcement. But I was always, always in this time period, always very much aligned with natural health. And, uh, and just was I had a background in sales. And so my jobs prior to becoming a police officer was were sales jobs. And so I learned a lot from the greats, the Jim Rohns, the Brian Tracy's, and really learned that my attitude and, and created this growth mindset is what I'm trying to tell you. And so, you know, you know, I transitioned. Well, what happened was I was forced with an ultimatum in October 2021. I was forced by the San Francisco Police Department to make a decision. And that was either to inject my body with this experimental product. And by the way, I don't care what people do. They can do whatever they want. Um, but for me, I was not okay with uh, taking this product. And so they said they were gonna fire me and they did. And luckily in the background, I had been building a health coaching business. I had done multiple life coaching certifications and uh, natural health. I studied under various naturopaths and got some certifications. And so I was, already launching my virtual health coaching business. And I felt like this was a moment in time for me to go all in. And I had already started my podcast as well about two years prior. So here I am, October, 2021. Uh, they told me, you know, I went from making a, to over $200,000 a year to absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I moved out of state with my family and I ha I'm, the, I'm the sole provider of the family. And I have two young boys. And so it, it's tough. You know, do you go back and just get a regular nine to five job or do you go all in with your fear? And that's exactly what I did. And I just doubled down on my podcast, leaned in my fear, launched my business. And, you know, through those, through those experiences, I actually crossed paths with Dave Meltzer and he was on my podcast. And uh, then I got invited to be on his show. So things happen like that, but it wasn't because I, I had it all, like you said. <laughs> I got to backtrack just a little bit because uh, it's an interesting thing. And I agree with you. Um, there's no judgment for people, what decisions they, they make relative to their health and wellness. I don't think that people are receiving the vaccine to prove how ignorant they are. I don't think people are rejecting the vaccine to prove how ignorant they are. And you watch on social media and it's funny, right? That these people are like, oh, you're so ignorant. You're so dumb. 
um, everybody's trying to do the best they can with the information that they are navigating, that they possess. But I find it fascinating that so, so in my world, look, I'm a, I'm a chiropractor by profession. So of course, you know, my, I look around and none of these guys, right? Ah, oh, we don't take drugs. We're, well, we're not doing the vaccine. But I find it fascinating that a police officer is this convicted. Let me tell you why, Joel, because I have this thing I talk about that history remembers people who had a conviction stronger than their desire to please. And it's you, you name it, you think about anybody that history remembers. I'm going to tell you good and bad as well, but history remembers people who had a conviction. They were so sure that they were, and they were so convicted that they stood their ground, even though potentially the rest of the world was going in a different direction. That's who we remember. And you did that. I always talk about Rosa Parks, right? Like they told Rosa, Hey, you got to sit in the back. And she was like, not today. Today, everything changes. And, and literally this was your Rosa Parks moment. I got to, I got to ask you to unpack a little bit. How do you get so convicted? Because look, probably there were other people that were on the sidelines that were like, I don't want to get the vaccine, but I want to keep my job because they're, yeah. it, they believed it, but their conviction wasn't strong enough to just walk away. How did you get so convicted over this thing? Okay, such a good question, and you are 100% right. There, originally, I won't get into too many of the details because it might bore people, but originally, there's about 2,000 members of the San Francisco Police Department, okay? Originally, 300 folks, there's about 300 of us that asked for religious exemptions, okay? Now, the law allows this. The law says, well, if you have a religious exemption, then you don't have to, or a medical exemption for that matter, um, you don't have to get the vaccine. These are granted on a regular basis. 300 people applied for these. And guess what? Uh, I was actually one of the 100 first 150 to get mine approved. And then the department came back in this uh, very, which will all come out in court. But uh, they basically came back in time and then uh, reneged my uh, exemption. They actually took it away from me. They said, now it's like not legit, which was pretty crazy, right? So, uh, so just think, there's about 300 of us that actually filed for exemptions and didn't want this product in our bodies. And then the department said, well, sorry, we are, even though religious exemptions are typically upheld, we're not granting them. You have a month from September to October to get the, the product. And if you don't, you're fired. And so we went from about a strong 300 people and that number whittled down to 150 to 100 to 80. And I think by the time we ended up, we ended up with about 40 people, including myself, that said, no, I'm not getting it. And so when you ask me, yeah, like, what, <laughs> what does it take? I was in, uh, I was talking to members on a regular basis and they were like, we're going to fight this. Uh, th this is not going to happen. And I saw those so same members text me back and say, Joel, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I have a family. I have a mortgage. I I, I, I have a newborn on the way. I, I got it. I can't, I can't do this. I, I, and they felt terrible. They were bleeding their hearts out to me saying like, I'm really sorry. I'm letting the group down. I'm letting everybody down, but I, I just, I'm going to have to unfortunately take this product, even though I don't believe in it because I don't want to lose my job. And I was like, man, I, I get it. I mean, that, that's a tough, that's something, you, you know, you almost got, you have to do what's right for your family, but at the same time, now looking back where we are, I really wish those people had stuck in and fought the good fight. And I could have done the same thing, by the way. I actually 
I could have easily faked uh, a vaccine card and my life would have been the same. I could have easily faked something and the department would have known the difference and I would have gone on my way and continued my $200,000 salary and had a great life. But a couple of things that stood out for me is one is I, I knew that was a joke. I, I could not align with something that didn't align with my truth. And that bothered me. And I'm like, no, because this is what's right and what's right is right. And I'm going to stand for my truth. And that was a turning point. I will also say that uh, my wife has been a huge supporter and just a, a big person who's been in my corner. And also having that support system, having someone say, I trust you, let's go, go all in. You, I'm, I'm good with you doing this. This is a smart move. Like having that support system, I think is, is very smart. And then the last thing I want to just tell people is I, I, I remind a lot of people because I've been asked that question, Joel, why are you so sure? How do you know? And I'm like, here's the difference between me and you. The, and by the way, most people is when the pandemic hit, I was just more prepared. I was more prepared with the knowledge that I was receiving and what I had already learned in the past. And what I mean is I had done a lot of studies about vaccines, their makings, and the studies around them. And I'll just say that having, and that started nine years ago when my first son was born, because I had to make a decision. Was I going to um, inject him with vaccines or not? And I didn't know the answer at the time. And so I went down a rabbit hole and talked to chiropractors like yourself. I talked to other people. I didn't talk to just the general Western doctor. And a couple of big things that hit up for me was one, in my own life, I was watching the Western doctor who I had gone to on a regular basis as a kid growing up. I had watched him over and over and over fail at his job. He was giving wrong advice, including to my own family with my newborns. And once I started learning more than the Western doctor and I felt like my knowledge had surpassed them, I'm like, you can't even help me. And then the second thing is that what I learned about the vaccine industry, and I want everybody to do this if they're just on the fence of like, this guy's crazy. What is he talking about? This is all I ask people to do is I would, I would love for anyone to go out and look for a vaccine that has a legit safety and control study that does a double blind randomized control study with a legit placebo. And if you can find that, if you can find a study on any vaccine that's ever been made, not just COVID-19, any vaccine, if you can find a safety and control study of any vaccine, I will take every one of their products. I've yet to see one. And so that bothers me as a parent. That bothered me as a parent before the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines came out. And because I was arsenal with this knowledge and had read many books and seen the studies and seen the papers, I felt very comfortable making this de decision in my own life. So. Well, obviously that um, short question, turn it back to you. Obviously that transitions to your today's work um, because you are armed with so much knowledge and now people are seeking you out. So you've been able to monetize that knowledge. But do you find that when you're talking to people that are suffering with health issues um, that are taking eight to 14 medications a day, that it's difficult for them to make that transition into a new paradigm? And how are your life lessons applicable to them? Yeah, so, so huge. I think that we find that all the time, right? Especially as practitioners or health coaches or doctors, 
we this is our world and so a lot of times we just expect others to kind of understand us and it's and it's not true and so with them i really just focus on meeting them where they're at and really just starting them on small wins that's really just the key is let's just if you're on eight medications let's just get you off one medication let's just get you let's just start to work backwards and slowly because again people have it goes back to what i beliefs and when your belief when you're brought up in a system and that's how i look at the western model model the the western model of medicine i was brought up in a system like many of us oh when you go you go to the doctors when you're sick you get i was sick as a lot as a kid i had a terrible diet I had an abnormal bone growth when I was 13 years old. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I had a bone literally growing out of the side of my leg. The doctors were like, oh, that's just normal. Things like that happen. It's abnormal bone growth. We're going to go chisel it off and go on your way. I had allergies. I had regular earaches, all kinds of issues. And it wasn't until I was 18 years old that I fell in love with bodybuilding that I learned. I started to learn about health. Now, bodybuilding is not perfect, but it got me in the conversation of natural health and eating correctly and nutrition where I, I just wasn't raised on that model. Again, I was raised in the model of like, I had penicillin in my closet, uh, you know, in my medicine cabinet for years and years and years. And so again, I really understand that. I understand that about people. And especially just with this recent conversation with the pandemic, just trying to have a simple conversation with people like, hey, would you be willing to just see the data on this? A lot of people are unwilling. And I understand that. Because I get it that it's an emotional level with these desires, these fears, it's all emotional. And a lot of us think we're very logical creatures. We're not, you know, there's some good studies showing 95% of our, our decisions are based on our subconscious, the, the background, you know, what's going on in the background. We later will justify it with the logic. And so I understand that. And I just know that I need to meet people where they're at, give them some small wins. And once they start seeing that they're getting better, then now we're off. Now I can start adding the hacks and adding some cool stuff and adding that different protocols, but you just got to meet them where they're at. Well, speaking of that, and I, th I hope that people now are feeling like, wow, I really resonate with Joel or this guy's an absolute lunatic. It doesn't matter either way. You're going to learn a lot here um, in this back half of the podcast, but let's talk about then what do you do? So, you know, people are like, this resonates with me. I have hypertension. I want to lose some weight. I'm dealing with a bunch of medical issues. So what kinds of things do you help and how do you help your clients to overcome? Yeah. So I have been really focused on metabolic health. And there is a recent study just out of July 2022, 6.8% of the United States is deemed metabolically fit. That is atrocious. That means like 94%, 93% of Americans right now are walking around and not metabolically healthy. Now, when you go back to the pandemic, and by the way, what do I mean by metabolic health? I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about heart disease. I'm talking about weight loss, anything cardiovascular related, type two diabetes, which is, you know, surging. So these are the big, these are the big guns that I'm talking about. And when you look at the pandemic, I know there was a study done not too long ago and what did they find? That 70% of people that really got damaged by, by, the, the, by the pandemic, by the virus, were people that were metabolically unfit. And so I never considered myself a weight loss coach or, or someone even that dealt with weight loss issues. And 
but I wanted to, but I found that this is such a huge problem. So we can get people to be more metabolically fit and flexible and healthy, then we can actually start to do a lot more in terms of autoimmune gut health and all these other issues, right? So that's been my major focus. And it's really the people that I work with are the busy, busy and motivated professionals, just like myself, they might have kids, they have businesses or their first responders, but they don't have time to count macros or go to the gym six days a week, but they want to lose weight in a holistic way. And what I do is I teach them health. I'm not teaching you to lose weight. I'm not teaching you some fancy diet that's going to get you some great results. I'm teaching you health because when your body is healthy and you can't be overweight, you can't, you can't express disease. And so I teach it in a very holistic fashion. And uh, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. That's my biggest passion. I mean, and that's fantastic. Let's talk about some of your methodologies because I mean, we're, we're stepping on a landmine in a lot of senses because when you say I'm teaching you health, um, and as a, as a consequence of that, as a benefit, you're going to see um, some weight loss. Ultimately, we do understand people are driven by their exterior motives, right? They want to look good. Or they want to feel better. And yeah, you know, so I got diabetes, but whatever, I'm trying to lose weight. But then now we're in this realm of like, what does that mean? Are, you, are we talking about a, a vegan diet? Are we talking about going... Um, all meat, keto, I mean, and all of these things. I mean, so there, there's this tangled web. And I think that oftentimes scares people like, oh, you know, I got I don't know what to do. There's so many things or, you know, you even said you're doing it in a holistic way. There's a lot of other things, lap bands and all of these diuretics. And, and I was even reading one of these medications that a lot of the celebrities are taking now. Like you see it on TV and now they're losing weight from that. Like what is what exactly is your sort of philosophy or methodology behind bringing or restoring health to your clients. Yeah, one of the biggest things is just making it making it easier and I think what you just said it's so confusing because what do I do is it keto is it carnivore this month it, it, it gets we get too much in the weeds and I think one of the big things though that you hit on that I really like is people associate they don't understand the importance of losing weight because when you are when you lose weight believe it or not you are more confident you have higher self esteem go out and you crush your goals and you are more driven and more mission. You have that more mission purpose and purpose driven. And that is huge. And so to me, it's just more than weight loss. Like I could care less about the numbers on the scale. I could care less about, you know, the, 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 uh, the carnal side of you, like feeling just like, Oh yeah, look at me. It's not about that, because, but it is in a, in a way, because when you feel that, guess what? That person just goes out and does so much more. So a couple of things. One is I always start with mindset, beliefs, vision, clarity work, values. People don't even know they they're I just turned 40 years old. Many of my clients are 35 to 55. Many people when I ask them, Sean, I say, "What are your values?" They're like, "I don't know." Never even thought about it. And some of them will tell me though. They'll go, "Well, you know, I have integrity. I'm generous." And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, those are amazing values to have. Let me ask you this. Is health one of your values? And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I knew I should have answered that, and I wish it was. But it wasn't. And it never is because on their scale of hierarchy of values, it just isn't there. And so for me, it's about bringing back what is your North Star? What is your mission? Because I could give you the keto diet. I can give you the carnivore diet and you might do it for four weeks 
or two months. And guess what? You'll go backslide back into what you already normally do because that's just what humans do. That's just human nature. And so if you don't have that clear North star where you're driven to, and when you're being bombarded by temptation and all these other things, you're just going to backslide. And I don't want that. So for me, it's really about unfolding the mindset that goes behind it. And then the last thing, if you want a tactical thing, one of the things that I love to do is a functional medicine detox. I think we are all very toxic. And uh, I've learned from great practitioners like yourself and others that uh, the liver is so, so important. And we need to open up those drainage pathways and open, open that up because what happens is the liver gets clogged and backlogged from all these toxins coming in. And the body's very smart. The body, you know, there's a study that was done on the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency. This is your government agency, guys, that is looking out for you. But guess what? They will tell you, if you go to their website, that 80, you are being bombarded by 86,000 man-made chemicals every year. And that number is just continuing to go up, up, and up. So who has to process and deal with that and purify that so that you can live healthy? The liver. And what happens over time is we start to overwhelm our liver with all these stresses from toxins, emotions, um, financial stress, relationship stress, all, lack of sleep, bad nutrition. Everything goes into that bucket, into our threat bucket. And after a while, the liver can only take so much. And so what does it do with these toxins? It can't put it in your brain. It can't put it in your heart because it knows you're going to die. So instead, it shoves them into your fat cells and says, well, we'll figure out what to do with this later. Problem is when people start losing weight, all these toxins start to come out. So again, I like to free up that toxic burden, free up that toxic load, and uh, support the liver through a gentle detox. And I see a lot of great results for clients. Yeah, you know, I moved from California to Indiana, and I play a lot of golf, but I get my blood tested very, very frequently. And I was shocked on one of my tests after living in Indiana for a year, um, to find that I had Roundup in my bloodstream. And, you know, we don't even think about, right? We don't think about the exposure to these 86,000 chemicals and what it might be doing to us. So even if you're like, well, I eat clean and I'm all organic and yeah, but you're still, you know, you breathe if you golf. Um, you know, one of the things I was like become super conscious of, like you touch the golf ball and then, you know, at the turn, maybe you grab a snack or a protein bar, but you are touching that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like you have to be super conscious of this. Um, and I saw um, I want to hit two ra random to, to close this out, two random yeah. things I want to talk about. Number one, um, I want to connect you with some of my friends in sort of the neurodevelopmental space. Um, I saw you mention on your website pandas. Um, yeah. And I actually have a very close friend who it seems like the story was very similar because his son um, has been dealing with um, very similar issues. And I know that struggle that can be when you're trying to unpack something in a son or daughter, right? Because you wish you knew exactly how they're feeling or what they're experiencing. It, experiencing. Um, and, and even if you do know what it is, you don't necessarily know how to fix it. And so there's that strain as a parent. Talk to me about that experience, what that sort of taught you and, and how that's evolved you as a practitioner. You know what's crazy? <laughs> you, I, I know you know this, but like your kids, you will do anything for them. And I have two of them. And they, man, my kid, my, my nine-year-old is probably what actually drove me to be an entrepreneur, believe it or not. He drove me into this world because when I was sitting with him and holding him as a, as a, as a young dad, and I didn't, I didn't want him to cry for his naps, what happened was 
I, I was like, I got to do something while I'm holding this kid for two hours. And so I got into the world of podcasting. And that's actually how I learned about, oh, you can have a business doing this. You can, there's people out here that are doing it. They're making money as a podcast. They're making money as entrepreneurs, as health coaches. I, I didn't know you could do it. Again, it goes back to beliefs. I didn't know you could do it. And then I learned. So anyways, long story short, my son has had, you know, at a young age, he had some gut issues and I even had a heavy metal test ran on him. He had high amounts of lead in his body at, at like three, I think three years old, I had this test ran. He had a hair tissue mineral analysis and he had high amounts of lead. And the health coach was like, this is like off the Richter scale. Like, what are you feeding him lead pain? I'm like, no, we live in San Francisco, but I don't know what the paint's made of, but still he shouldn't have that much as a young kid. He also had candida yeast overgrowth. The organic acids test revealed he had candida yeast overgrowth, right? So here's something people think, no way, he's only three. Hey, kids come into the world and they receive a lot from their mothers. Obviously we know it's passed down and I would never have known all these things. My kid forces me to get better because I want him to get better. And so here's the honest truth. I don't know if he had pan or pandas, but he had some similar symptoms that would have led to that. He had this, he out of nowhere developed this ticking that he was started to doing. And I'm like, well, that's not normal. Like, and I even asked him like, do you notice that you're like ticking? He's like, what are you talking about, dad? He just, you know, started doing that. So actually I ended up doing a candida uh, bacterial kind of overgrowth product protocol and that, that completely stopped. And I've done some parasite protocols with him and that stopped. So uh, I can't say for sure if that's what it was, but, um, and I still have more to work on him just so you know, so we'll, we'll definitely have to connect after the show. But again, these experiences, one, one quick thing I want to tell you, I brought him to a prominent doctor, prominent natural health doctor, very well known on the web. Um, I brought him to a guy in San Francisco who's very well known and I was like, hey, can you check my son out? And um, not to throw shade on this guy, I'm not even going to mention his name, but he like did a quick evaluation of my son and he's like, oh, I think he's fine. <laughs> he's like, I think he's fine. I, and we didn't run labs or anything. And this guy knows his stuff. He really does. But he's like, nah, he's good. And, you know, he's probably seen a lot of people and made that distinction. It wasn't until I actually got the data back from running the lab, the organic acids test, that we found the candida and some of the other things going on. So, you know, again, these experiences have made me better and made me wiser as a coach because now I know what to look for in my clients. And it's just I'm constantly learning and evolving. So, yeah, he's pushing me to those new levels. That was a great answer because you picked up the second out, outlying question. Let's uh, wrap up by just letting everybody know if they're fascinated by you as a person, your energy and or your work, how can people connect with you? Yeah, the best way, there's a, there's a few ways. Uh, go to joelevancoaching.com. You can shoot me an email there. I'm pretty uh, active on Instagram at joelevancoaching. You can uh, shoot me a DM or just, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm always around. And then the last place I'd say is I have a, an amazing podcast that you're going to be on next month. And uh, I've got a really good chance to just connect with a lot of experts and alternative wealth. I'm sorry, alternative health practitioners in that world. And uh, some of the best experts in the world have been on my show. It's called The Hacked Life Podcast. So check that out if you want to just learn more and up-level your health. Podcast was a huge way for me to up-level my health and get free information. It's like, it's so amazing. So um, yeah, those are probably the three best ways to, to connect. JoelEvanCoaching.com. There's no S. JoelEvanCoaching.com. Um, Correct. My listeners always tell me, like, I love the podcast because it's like the perfect length for cardio. And so 
I could talk about this all day long, but I know some of our, our listeners are like, hey, but the cardio is wrapping up. So Joel, thank you so much for being on with us. Appreciate you sharing your time. Um, I hope that if anybody is, is piqued by this, and I mean, you're gonna be attracted into his energetic field, check out Joel, what he's doing. He's up to big things. Um, and man, props to you, Joel, for being brave, being convicted, and now making such a big impact on the world. Appreciate you being here. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. All right, everybody. We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of None of Your Business Podcasts.